Hi, I'm Charles Parker, and this is the Art of Retirement Podcast, a show about life and retirement and the challenges, opportunities, and unique stories related to it. I've enjoyed retirement so much. I spend a lot of time, much more time with my wife, which is a very nice thing to do. And I see the kids. Everything is really good. Today, we are speaking with Peter, who, after being offered early retirement from the fast-paced television industry, has now found joy in traveling the world. I was in television uh, programming and uh, for about 33 years in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Any particular station you can tell me about? Well, I was first with, um, I started as the only bald-headed page <laughs> at CBS after, with a master's degree, believe it or not. And then um, I worked for ABC for 21 years and CBS for 10 years. And in between, did some work for, I was vice president of uh, Jimmy Comac's company. We did Welcome Back, Cotter, and Chico and the Man. Very cool. So about what age did you start thinking about retiring from television? It sounds like a dream job to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I always thought that I, I, you know, I was in programming and I was getting a little older. I was like 55, which doesn't sound old. But in the business, it uh, it's starting to get there. Hmm. And I decided that at age 59, I would leave CBS programming and go back to being a unit production manager, which was the first thing I did at ABC. I was the unit manager for the Lawrence Welk show, among others. But that's that was my start at ABC. So... Um, when CBS came along at age 58 and said, there are 800 of you that would like maybe to have early retirement, I think I thought, holy cow, you bet. <laughs> so at age 58, CBS said, okay, the way we're going to do this, we're going to pretend you're 65 and that you worked the next seven years, age 58 to 65, at the salary that you now have. So... I didn't have to go back to work at all. I could just retire. It was a nice retirement. Wow. So it sounded like it came up suddenly, or is this something you heard about for years leading up to? No, no, no. It came about suddenly. Wow. It was interesting in that um, we had been skiing at Lake Tahoe, my wife and I, and said, boy, wouldn't it be fun to retire and move to Lake Tahoe? And a month later, that was in January of 88, in February of 88, CBS made that announcement, and in August, I was at Lake Tahoe. <laughs> Sounds like serendipity. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> wow. It was. So, so it came about suddenly. So when did, it, when did it really become real for you? When did retirement become real? When they said it? Well, when you it, left? You know, when I, when I left Los Angeles and moved to Tahoe, First of all, I had always been teaching um, in Los Angeles. I worked at Cal State Northridge. I taught one course a semester early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would teach television writing, television programming, history of broadcasting. Those were the three subjects, and I would alternate those for 20 years. So I started in 1968, left in 88 to move. So I... I taught at uh, Reno, University of Nevada, Reno, 
on two semesters, television programming. And then I also worked at a local radio station. I went back to radio mm-hmm. and discovered that I really wanted to travel with my wife. So I had to leave radio. I couldn't commit to a permanent schedule. And uh, instead, I, I went to work for a guy writing infomercials and also um, doing the voiceovers on them. Okay. So so even though you retired from the television industry, you just, you seem to be keeping busy. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, it, it, it's funny. I'm, I can only say that if you're happy in what you're doing, you're, that's, that's the key. And I love broadcasting. In fact, I made a deal with the local ski resort. I would announce their commercials and their ski races, <laughs> and they would p- provide my wife and me with, week, with uh, weekday passes. And that, I did that for seven years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So was there, has there been a time where you stopped working at all? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. So at age 70, okay. um, remember I retired at age 58, 58 so right. at age 70, I thought, you know, I've really done enough now. <laughs> and we started traveling more and uh, just enjoying life. Fantastic. Is there any particular places you traveled to or enjoyed? Mostly Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We took a lot of cruises. We took one fabulous trip in, in the year 2000. Um, I had small inheritance from my uncle, and so we spent five months in Europe. Oh, wow. And uh, that was a once-in-a-lifetime dream, Yeah, and it was an really super. If there's one place you would tell people to go, like they must to go in Europe, where, where, would, it, where would it be? You know, that that's really tough because... <laughs> okay, maybe the top you know, five. There's, there's southern France, mm. there's Austria, there's Italy, there's the Romantic Road in Germany. I mean, these are all... And then there's Paris and England. Um, and we did a lot of time in those places. Mm. Okay, sounds like they should just go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so once, once you... Officially retired, sounds like 70. Um, were there sacrifices you had to make in order to have the the, the uh, traveling and, and the life that well, you wanted to have with your wife? You know, it's, it's an interesting question because what happened was that um, while we lived in Los Angeles, we bought a condo in Hawaii mm. on the island of Kauai. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, because of our traveling, there was a little bit of, uh, we were beginning to tighten our belt. And what we decided to do in 2006 was to sell Lake Tahoe. We were only spending two months a year there, and that didn't seem like, you know, why are we doing this? We could sell the place and then rent for a month a year, which we've done. Mm-hmm. But selling and only having one house um, that really gave us the opportunity to have the money to travel as much as we wanted. Okay. And it, we were very fortunate in that we sold before the housing crash, if you will. Right. And that really started in 2006. 
a month after we sold, in April of 2006, the realtor called and said, you know, Peter, I could not get you the money that I got you for your house today because of what's happened in the market. So we were very lucky. Very lucky. Wow. Yes. I, I remember all too well the recession. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so did so you, you retired from television, but you kept working. Did you have reservations or concerns as you got closer to just stopping work entirely? Did you think that you no. wouldn't have enough to do or... No, um, you know, I, I always, I enjoy doing things. So, for example, at Lake Tahoe, um, I went on the board of the Lake Tahoe Summer Music Festival. Mm. I joined Rotary, which was uh, community-oriented, mm-hmm. as well as international um, good things that they did internationally. So I, I joined um, groups that were doing fun things and good things. And I, yeah, my wife just was listening to our conversation and she said, you know, when we sold Tahoe, one of the reasons that we decided to be full-time in Hawaii was that we had taken courses from a master Hong from China in a discipline called Qigong. Okay. And we started teaching Qigong, and we still do. Can you describe what that is? Qigong um, is is a qi is energy, oh. and gong is exercise. So there are exercises in converting energy for your health and longevity. Hmm. There are movements like, uh, if you know Tai Chi, Tai Chi is the warrior offshoot of Qigong. So okay. it's, a, it's a way of keeping healthy and passing on healthy disciplines to other people. Huh. It sounds remarkable. So, so it's, the, it's the more metaphysical version of Tai Chi, maybe. Right, okay. exactly. Well okay. said. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about your transition from working uh, to retirement. What was that like? Well... It was very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, um, you know, I love CBS. The accountants had taken over, Mm -hmm. and um, they were making decisions based on what shows are making us money, what shows can be uh, let loose so that, that they're not bringing in enough money, so that, for example, Archie Bunker was let go. And uh, a lot of the shows that I had worked on in comedy were no longer money makers for the network. They were ratings successes, but not money makers. So things had changed. Um, It was, when I started in television, it was like a family business. Uh, Individual owners of the television networks made it a family affair. Mm. And... uh, it was, which was great, by the way. But then when, when um, in CBS, when, when uh, it was sold, then the people that took over, and it was uh, finally Mr. Tish, Larry Tish, who came in and took over CBS, he saw that he could make a lot of money 
And so he was more interested in having his accountants figure that out and not the programming. So I was ready to leave. Uh-huh. And um, so it was it was a happy exit, if you will, from CBS. Gotcha. Today there's still a great network, and I, I enjoy my retirement. It was very generous, uh, This the way that they did the retirement. So oh, yeah. I'm happy. Did you have any concerns about money when you were retiring? Were you financially confident? Um, I really didn't think it through. I, 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 I was, uh, frankly, counting on retirement money from ABC, the 21 years there, and CBS, mm-hmm. the 10 years there. So um, between those two, and that worked out great. And then my neighbor in Kauai had worked for the Social Security people, and at age 62, I said, do I take my Social Security now or should I wait? And he said, you take it now because statistically, at this age, you've got 14 years of life left. Mm. And in 14 years, after 14 years, you'll be making less money, but for 14 years, you'll be making more money than if you had waited till you were 65. Well, truthfully, now that I'm 88, <laughs> I wish I had waited mm. until I was 65. And I would, I would say to people to think carefully before they take that age 62 Social Security. Gotcha. Is there anything you would have done differently? No, actually, um, I, I enjoyed... I still enjoy life, so I would do nothing differently. Um, I know that there were people who retired with at the time that I did, part of the 800, who came and said, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with myself. I've got a great big R on my forehead, and I, I, you know, I'm now eating breakfast at Denny's and... and mm. uh, Life is not really exciting anymore, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you do what you what you'd like to do, and and so I had no trouble. I I really enjoyed life. I enjoyed going to Lake Tahoe, enjoyed skiing, enjoyed teaching, and doing my radio stuff. I mean, it was it was a very enjoyable retirement. Great, you're one of the lucky ones. It sounds like. I I think so. I, I think I was blessed, really. <laughs> so what what advice would you give someone transitioning into retirement? I would say to them, first of all, uh, do plan ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't just think, oh, it's, everything's going to be great and and not prepare for retirement. But when you retire, remain active. Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, um, I'm still active at Rotary here in Hawaii, and it's a service organization. I strongly recommend for people to get involved in an organization like Rotary, a community-oriented, internationally-oriented service club, because by going out and doing things for your community, you're really also helping yourself. And it's a great place to make new friends, and like-minded friends. So that's one of the things that I would strongly recommend. So are there, are there other things that you've done in retirement that, that 
you wouldn't have been able to do while you were working full time? Well, uh, travel, of course, was was one of the big things. But a second thing was, you know, um, working in television, particularly, you know, I spent seven my first seven years as a unit production manager, and my hours were were pretty horrendous. I'd I'd work sixty hour weeks, so we mm-hmm. really, and then I'd get off, you know, two two weeks a year vacation for the yeah. first. 10 years until I got three weeks. And um, because of that, I really didn't have time to do anything much outside of work. I did do the teaching, Mm -hmm. which was very gratifying. But um, other than that, I really didn't have time to do community work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The shows that I worked on, the comedy shows, for example, that I worked on both at ABC and CBS, I would take my wife and children to the tapings or filming, and we'd have a family uh, evening that way. But I'd love to spend time with my kids, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, looking back, I know that that by including them in my work, I did spend time with them, and they have good memories of that. But um, as far as doing outreach community stuff, it just wasn't there. Okay. What what were the... So it sounds like early on you went to Tahoe immediately after retiring. You did five months in Europe. What, what are the big things you did in the first few years of retirement? Well, the, the, of course, the first thing is joining Rotary. I think that was Rotary, very important. Right. When we moved to Lake Tahoe, um, we were fortunate to get uh, a motorboat, and we joined a a group that that did uh, get-togethers on the lake, overnights on the lake, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, as far as travel goes, we always in retirement we always traveled at least two months a year. Wow. Sometimes three months, and the river cruises were were unbelievably fun. Uh, we got hooked on Viking river cruises that had about eight of those before we took on other cruise lines. But hmm. um, travel was was really really big, and expanding our worldview was important. Oh sure, where do Viking river cruises go? Like the Seine well, and the Rhine and. Just as an example, um, we went from Paris to Enfleur hmm. and uh, stopped at the Monet wow. uh, home where he painted. And uh, so that was one cruise. Amsterdam to Basel was another cruise, a cruise to Russia, um, wow. you know, et cetera, et cetera. They were all interesting places that, that are fun to visit. Do so. Are did you continue doing? Uh, are you still doing two months a year travel? Have your activities changed uh, recently? They have changed. Yeah. Um, not a lot. I mean, we things are a little unsettled in Europe at the moment. Mm, so we have not been in Europe. We didn't go last year. We've started looking at the United States. Huh. Uh, we'd never been to Washington D.C. So two years ago, we spent time there. 
uh, we went to Yellowstone Park last year and had never been there. So um, we've been looking at America and doing things in, you know, around here. We also did do uh, Viking, not Viking, we did National Geographic Lindblad cruises. Hmm. We took our daughters, two daughters, to Alaska, and we're going to take them to Costa Rica next year. This year, my wife and I went to the Galapagos. So we've continued traveling, and but not necessarily as as long as two or three months a year. We take still take a month to Lake Tahoe, so Lake Tahoe a month, and then for example, uh, the Galapagos this year is with Tahoe and stuff. It it uh, we might have been gone seven seven weeks. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned staying healthy, and and yes. health is is important, especially when you're traveling as frequently as you do. Does that does that keep you active? Uh, that healthy mindset. Well, I think so. I mean, this qigong, we do. I mean, I do qigong every day uh, at home, and we teach two classes on every Thursday afternoon here on Kauai in Lihui. So. Um, Yes, that that keeps us active, okay. and I swim and play golf and you know and walk and hike. So those are it's really important to keep active. I think definitely you get uh, all all you can out of when you become an older person. <laughs> Not well, old, but older. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you're young, I think it's good to stay active. But yeah, I understand yes, what you're saying indeed. there. There are plenty of really lovely waterfalls out there in Kauai. There are. It's it's a beautiful place. And we chose Kauai because of the beauty. Yeah. It's one of the smaller ones, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it is. So what's stayed the same since you've been retired? Was there, is there anything that you've consistently done in your working life and now now that you've retired? I still once in a while do voice work. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, it not often. I, a friend of ours um, had a, t- a touring show on local television and asked me to do the narration of that. That was maybe five years ago, maybe three years ago. I haven't done much since. Um, but so that's one thing I do. <clears throat> I do not teach. Um, uh, college level courses anymore, right? And just just the qigong, mm-hmm. but uh, I also have taken up playing ukulele because that's you know that's really big in Hawaii. Yeah. So uh, I've also started dancing hula, uh, and our ukulele group. It's a senior group, local. We do outreach once a month. We'll go to a hospital or to a retirement village whatever, but every month, once a month, we do an outreach program, so that's good. Can you send us a video of you doing hula? <laughs> I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. Um, <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, that you took Social Security at 62, and you wish you hadn't at this point. Now, uh, have you had to budget things differently? Clearly, it sounds like you have. Well, yes, Um Yes and no. I mean, we 
again, we've been very fortunate. The the house that sold to Tahoe was, uh, you know, like six times more than what we paid for it. Wow. And those are things that, that have definitely helped as far as retirement goes. Okay. What do you enjoy the most about retirement? Um, good question. I, you know, I would have to say that I'm I'm not on a clock, mm. <clears throat> and I think that's that's one of the big things is that that you don't have to um, be at work at X o'clock, and you don't have to work until X o'clock. Um, you know, in television, I worked from ten in the morning until on when they tape shows till ten at night. Mm. So they were long days. Yeah, and um, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's really nice to have time on on your own. The, the one other thing that, by the way, that I want to mention is that uh, I'm on the board of the Garden Island Arts Council. And we do, uh, for example, 10 weeks of music, Hawaiian music, with with well-known Hawaiian singers or players. Uh, 10 weeks is starting in January. Wow. And uh, we've got some of the top artists in Hawaii coming. We usually have about 500 people a week that come to see these shows. Can you name drop anybody for me? Um, <laughs> Makana, who is well known on on Kauai, is one of the artists. That's very exciting. Wow! So you mentioned not being on the clock, and I've I've heard the expression out of Hawaii uh, being on Hawaiian time. I think oh, everybody's well. <laughs> a little a little relaxed about being on. It is more relaxed. Um, <laughs> if somebody says, "Hey, we're going to start the program at at four in the afternoon," it, if you're lucky, it'll start at four thirty. <laughs> So is there anything about retirement that you don't particularly enjoy? You know, there really isn't. Um, I've enjoyed retirement so much. I spend a lot of time, much more time with my wife, Mm -hmm. which is a very nice thing to do. Sure. And, um, you know, and I see the kids. So everything is really good. Fantastic. Is there anything that's come as a surprise once you retired? Um, came as a surprise. The only thing I can think of is that um, I've gotten a lot of artificial body parts. That came as a surprise. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh... But other than that, no, there, there are really no big surprises. You kind of make your own... Um, enjoyment and you're, you 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 kind of live your your life as full as you can sure what what advice would you give somebody that's uh, set to retire in the near future what would you tell them i would tell them not to be scared hmm. there is really there's a lot of fun out there get involved in in community work make new friends uh, stay active. Mm. I mean, that's that to me is is really one of the keys. And um, plan ahead. Do plan ahead for retirement. 
so that you will have enough money to do those things that you want to do. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Peter. It sounds like you've had a very fulfilling life, a lot going on, and uh, I wish you the best. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe to our program at iTunes or on our website at allworthfinancial.com. If you have a retirement story you'd like to share, you can also write us at theartofretirement at allworthfinancial.com. I'm Charles Parker, and you've been listening to the Art of Retirement podcast from Allworth Financial. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.